My name is Nancy Farrow, also known as Mama Lou, and I'm the founder of Epic Experience. Epic Experience mission is to empower adult cancer survivors and thrivers to live beyond cancer. I hope that as you listen to Campfires of Hope, Living Beyond Cancer, you find hope, healing, and empowerment. Through stories and education, we aim to guide those impacted by cancer and more importantly, offer love and support to anyone out there who needs it. This is Beyond Cancer. Hello, this is Gail Fay, aka Sunshine, back for another episode of Campfires of Hope. Today, we're going to be talking with Colin Farrow, Program Director of Epic Experience. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the past, present, and future of Epic Experience and its programs. So, Colin, welcome. Hello, Gail. Thank you. So, let's start with the past or what Epic Experience was founded on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Epic Experience, when we were founded, was founded because of my brother, Michael, and his cancer diagnosis and his journey. And really, when my mom founded the organization in 2012, we were really just looking for a way to how do we impact the cancer survivors and thrivers that are out there in our community that are struggling with isolation or how to get back or that reboot on how to find that concept of new normal, as some of you might have heard. And so when we were founded, we were founded on our week-long adventure camp. We did them winter and summer programs, completely free. Summer programs, we do fun activities such as whitewater rafting, inflatable kayaking, horseback riding, and hiking. And the winter months, we're going to be doing sledding and cross-country skiing and snowshoeing. But, you know, really it was about bringing a group of people together for a week, having a lot of fun, but really connecting with other people can understand what that cancer journey looks like and feels like. And so those shared perspectives is really what it's all about. The adventure empowers them physically, the community, you know, really I think that they're with empowers them emotionally and mentally. Do you find that the relationships uh, people find or form at camp continue after their weeks are over? Yes, I think that's a big part of what we do is, is you know, building this, foundation in which folks are able to find people they can relate to and then again lean on during those times those times in which they really need support or they need someone that understands that cancer journey that they might not have at home they have their camp or even that wider alumni group that we have of campers to to lean on and say hey you like here's what i'm going going through today here's what's crossing my mind that maybe a spouse parent or friend can understand I know. I think from personal experience, one of the biggest things I've seen as a volunteer is that that sense that they're not alone, that someone understands and they go home with that as well, which I think is awesome. So unfortunately, COVID has probably had a huge impact on this since we're not doing in-person things. So how has COVID impacted the camps and then also programming uh, kind of in a bigger sense? Yeah, you know, so we usually would do about six to eight of these week-long camps a year. Uh, and, you know, we had just started in 2019, we had also started some uh, regional uh, one-day events in which we traveled to San Francisco 
and Seattle to bring our adventures, bring our community to those regions. Because with our week-long camps, we do have a wait list. That wait list only continues to grow. And so how did we make an impact to those that were on that wait list that we couldn't get to right away or couldn't travel? And so we decided we're going to start going to where folks are located. And we did two pilot programs in 2019. We were excited that we had eight to 10 identified for 2020 and COVID happened. So those regional programs, we're excited to get back to those one day events in areas across the country to bring again, those cancer survivors and thrivers together to find their community, find their people to understand. Um, And, you know, so that was one thing that we were really looking forward to and our camps. And we were able to host two camps uh, the beginning of 2020 and then COVID happened. And unfortunately we had to cancel the rest for for the 2020 year. And so we quickly pivoted to that virtual platform. And so we did, at first, we did dance classes. Shout out to my wife, uh, Trisha, who led those coming from a, uh, a family that had a dance studio uh, for 60 years in their family. So we did dance classes. We did social hours in which we met up with our alumni and did the Zoom calls that now everyone is so used to. And you know, so whatever we could to help keep the community together during what were those trying times in the beginning of COVID, not to say that it's not currently, but I think in the beginning, we were all trying to figure out what does this look like, right? How long are we going to be home? Uh, can we still go out and do things? There was a time, right? It's like, could we go to the grocery store or is that going to be gone? Just all those unknowns. And so we wanted to provide what we could as a safe space for the adult cancer community. And I think we did it. But then it turned into, okay, a month passes, two months pass. How do we continue to evolve, right? Um, and that's where we started um, partnering with a gym and we offer Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, some low impact training workout classes for a half hour that are Tuesdays and Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, That's noon out in Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Mountain. Should I keep going to Central? Because that'd be 2 p.m. So I think I hit all the time zones there. But that was one program we offered that we cited. and, And we've been so um, amazed with the turnout that we've kept it and we plan on keeping that for the long run. And so that's been one avenue in which we can empower people to move. Another one's been our virtual camps, which has been another huge avenue of success to again, bringing that community together each day as a challenge and a quote. And then you're just with people that can understand your storytelling and, and what you're sharing to be able to relate and share the, share those perspectives with one another. I'm curious about those camps. How does that work uh, in the virtual realm? Having been to a, an in-person camp, I know all the different facets of it. So what aspects of that do you bring in? How long do they last? Things like that. Yeah. So each day, it's usually from a Monday to a Wednesday. Each day is an hour and a half long. And they, again, there's a quote and a challenge with, with each. Some challenges might be a, a little bit more physical in nature. Others might be more of a workshop type. Um, but each day has a challenge with that. And that challenge really helps build that uh, topic for conversation that day. And then really that foundation to say, okay, here's what we're going to talk about. The challenge that we were, we went ahead and accomplished, but then how does that relate back to our lives, cancer, that impact, or just, you know, our own individual selves in general, as far as where we're all at in our lives. 
COVID's been a big conversation about that. Obviously, cancer, what brings people together has been a part of that. But really, at the end of the day, um, it's about bringing people together, which that's what all of our programs are about. And so we've had a great response. Um, one of my favorite things about the virtual camps that we've had that we realize it's another program that will stay even after COVID is, is long gone. And that is we've been able to impact people that are literally sitting there in their hospital beds getting treatment. Mm. And so to be able to have that impact on somebody that is in the most raw state of their journey and their treatment, the beginning, not knowing what it's going to look like and be with other people that maybe are a little further out in their journey to share that perspective and that knowledge of what it looked like for them, I think has really been able to provide a huge support for that community. How many camps have you had? Did you say of the we've virtual? Held, we've held eight virtual camps. And have they been cancer specific or just kind of whoever, how's, how have that worked out? Yeah. So they have been, um, we've done cancer specific. We've done an all guys. We've done an all you know, women as well. We've also done, uh, camp, you know, like Hodgkin's lymphoma. We did a specific camp for that. Uh, we did a AYA, adolescent young adult camp in which it was just, you know, folks that were 40 and under because maybe they're a different place in their life with that, you know, whether it's worrying about dating, et cetera, versus folks that maybe are 50 or so and they're worried about their legacy and being with their kids and being there to, to be with them. You know, all different points of our lives, we have different challenges and different things that are important to us. And so um, we try and make sure we're aware of that to be able to help support wherever folks are. Now, and for right now, it looks like COVID is stinking with us for a little bit. So what does the programming for Epi Experience look like, as far as you can tell, obviously, not that you have a crystal ball, but for now, what does it look like going forward in the rest of 2021? You know, it's, it's interesting. It's one of those that we all, I think, could wish that COVID obviously never happened. But there are some silver linings in which we found things like this virtual camp that I just shared mm -hmm. in which we've been able to impact people in a different way. And the one thing that COVID has allowed us is since we have not been able to do our in-person camps is it's opened up some of our funding to be able to support in other ways that we've always wanted to. Um, we have different things that isn't much that we need a ton of funding for, but it is time. We always need funding. I'm going to get in trouble for that. But in all seriousness, we're doing, you know, a YouTube series called How to Cancer. And this has just given us a chance and the time to take a step back and say, how can we support the community? That's always our number one. And one thing was, you don't know what you don't know. And folks, we hear all the time when we start talking with people is, what was the first thing you do when you're told you have cancer or you have symptoms? You go to Dr. Google and you Google everything that you're feeling. You Google after you talk to the doctors, even though you're told not to, what does this mean? What does that mean? What is, you know, how do you tell a loved one that you have cancer, et cetera, whatever it might be. So we went, you know what, how do we help provide some of those tools to folks that are initially diagnosed with cancer in their tool belt all the way through survivorship? And this how to cancer video series, again, you can find it on YouTube, is meant to be an easily digestible platform in which you can find videos that on average are three to five minutes in length, and you can watch it and then pick what resonates to you most. But our goal is to end up having around 80 to 100 different episodes. Um, we're launching with four initially, 
And it's topics such as how do you tell a loved one that you've been diagnosed with cancer? What possible scans to expect when you might be going through an initial diagnosis? But they're really easily digestible in which we can help shine information that is accurate from professionals or folks that have then walked that journey to be able to give anyone out there that's looking for the tools in their cancer journey and be able to relate. And so we're excited about that How to Cancer series and you know the launch of that and just sign up, subscribe to the How to Cancer page on the Epic Experience YouTube channel. And you can find all the videos you need there, um, but we'll continue to add them. So subscribe to that page and we hope you uh, find a lot of support in those. That's awesome. Are they, are there four right now? Is that what you said? They're already four available? Yes, there are currently four available and more will be added as we awesome. are able to gather the content. That's great. What else new is going on? I know one thing uh, you and I are part of right now. Yes. So the podcast, hi, Gail. <laughs> hi, Colin. <laughs> so this is, this is something new. Some of you might remember what was once our Beyond Cancer series and the podcast, our Campfires of Hope podcast, Living Beyond Cancer. This is a new platform in which we wanted to be able to give folks a way to easily digest, again, the content we've been given. So like we mentioned, How to Cancer, that is meant to be a quick, digestible, accurate information platform to help empower you in your own journey. The Campfires of Hope podcast is really meant to be more of that storytelling piece, right? Telling the stories of survivorship, telling the stories and the details more of something like fertility, and getting the ac accurate information there, but you know, really the ins and outs behind it, um, why it's important. Maybe it's dealing in and shining a light on some of the myths of fertility that might be out there from a fertility um, expert, you know, who is a doctor in the field, and so things like that. But really, it's about the storytelling. Um, it could be on a disease such as non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and we'll have previous you know, cancer thrivers that have lived that experience are a little further out, which they can share what their experience was like in detail and walk through and Gail, you do a great job of moderating those um, to really making people feel comfortable to share their story. And so really the podcast is about storytelling. And so we hope you tune in again, wherever you find your podcasts, subscribe, include others to subscribe. And uh, we hope you find value in it. One of my favorite parts about the Beyond Cancer series and also now going forward with Campfires of Hope is the sense that people know they're not alone. When we talk to the Hodgkin's lymphoma survivors or the stage four or people who have struggled with mental health and all these things, there's nothing new under the sun, right? And I think that's one of the main goals of this podcast is to let people know there are other people who are experiencing the same thing. And so if you happen to listen to one of these podcasts, uh, feel free to reach out after. We would love to, uh, at Epic Experience, we'd love to talk to you and see how we can help support you. I'm excited we get to keep doing through the podcast. So I know there's one other huge thing that we're excited to announce, and I'm going to let you do it, but it's something that we've been thinking about. But like you said, with COVID, some, some good things have come out of it in terms of virtual programming and reaching people who otherwise wouldn't get to go to a camp or, or interact with other believers when there are, are other... <laughs> other, excuse me, other survivors when they're in their hospital bed. So what is the big, what is the, the big thing we're going to launch here in, in 2021? Well, first I believe in survivors. So we can just tie those together. Um, you know, I believe that it creates survivorship, which is what Epic Experience is all about. 
So I'm here for you, Gail. I don't know if that will make it into this podcast or not, but you know me, always keeping it loose. So, you know, for three years, uh, my mom and I, you know, Nancy, our founder and myself had the idea, had this idea. And we always were trying to figure out how can we take our fun, awesome experiences that we do at camp and bring them to folks that maybe can't join us again, like those regional, that regional mindset, but how do we continue to grow? But it always took us back to, I mentioned earlier with our virtual camps, how it made such an impact, not only on them, but on us being able to reach folks in the cancer center, in their hospital bed. And so one of those avenues, which we've always wanted to do it. And this year, not having our in-person camps has provided that opportunity. Uh, And that is we're going to be doing a virtual reality experience in which we are able to provide it to cancer centers or hospitals, treatment centers around the country to be able to give to folks, whether they're getting an infusion, whether they're in the hospital for a transplant, in which they can be able to be immersed in this experience and let this immersion therapy take them out of that that hospital room, that area where you, you might just grow to hate because it just the smells, the pieces, art pieces on the wall, the wallpaper, whatever it is, you just cannot look at it anymore. And you're circling spinning in your own head. And so we're going to try and give an immersion in which people can feel that they are away from that place in a place that they feel empowered, feel beauty and all sorts of different, you know, emotions to, have something else to look at and look forward to. The other piece in which what's gonna make this different than your normal virtual reality experience is that we will be doing voiceovers in which we will be talking, if you will, a little bit of cancer language. And what I mean by that is talking in a way of, you know, reflective piece in this immersion experience, which we're talking about maybe a concept like hope or new normal or so many different things in which we've learned at our camps are important to the cancer community to really put things in perspective. And that is really what we're gonna be trying to provide at an earlier stage than we have before when folks are truly in the thick of it, in their treatment. And we can hopefully try and help them think in a way or reflect in a way that is powerful to them to move them beyond their cancer diagnosis. That sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to the launch of that. I will say um, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, we will, you know, plug here. We might've done some tests already with one of the VR headsets and been testing to make sure we're on the right track. And it's very entertaining putting the VR headsets on Mamalu. Uh, she gets quite the kick out of it. So, um, you know, we can't wait. We have uh, produced and f- be- begun filming. We are in the editing process. So uh, our, our hope for this is that we are releasing it late spring of 2021 and started to get it out to those cancer centers. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Colin. As you know, the way I like to end uh, every, well, it was our, our videos. Now it's the podcast is asking if there's anything I haven't asked you about that you would want to share with those who are listening. Yeah. I think I would just say, um, well, one Gail, just thank you for always being willing to help and be a champion of ours and conduct these interviews. Um, But two, you know, I, I'm planning on not being on here much longer as far as these uh, podcasts. You know, I'm hoping this is my one and then I can step back and let the true uh, people that have the stories to tell share. 
But because of that, I think if I were to say one thing that I'd want folks to know listening when it comes to who Epic Experience is and what we're about, we're about making sure nobody goes through cancer alone. We felt it firsthand, my brother's diagnosis. We felt it as a family. And we want to ensure that nobody has to go through that feeling of isolation or feeling like they don't have support. And so whatever it is you're looking for in your cancer journey, if you need support, if you need resources, whatever it might be, or someone to talk to, do not hesitate to reach out to us. We are here because we are passionate about anyone impacted by cancer. And so please just know that we are here to, to lean on, to be support. And whether it's through one of our programs, whether it's you need help with whatever else, second opinions, et cetera, we're here. I promise it's for the right reasons. And uh, we hope that you just trust in us and, and lean on us to help take off, hopefully, some of those burdens of what a cancer diagnosis can bring. Well, thank you very much, Colin. It has been a pleasure. And we hope those of you who are listening will join us again. Have a great day. Thanks, Gail. Thank you for listening to this episode of Campfires of Hope, Living Beyond Cancer. For more information about Epic Experience and our programs, or to donate, please visit our website at epicexperience.org. Music for this podcast is provided by Moonshiner Collective. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us so we can share our story with more people. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts so you'll know when new episodes are released. We hope you come back and join us for our next episode. Father time.